0: To the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and, and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. I'm your host, Marvin Yue, and sitting across from me is nobody because my co-host Minji Chang is all the way across the pond in London town. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> How what time is it over there right now?
1: It's five AM.
0: Thank you so much for waking up.
1: <laughs> so much I love you guys. Mm. And it's really, really funny. I'm sitting in an empty conference room in the Bloomsbury Hotel in the middle of London. And, like, it's set up for a conference. I literally snuck in here because I asked them if I could take an important call. And listening to you say the collab cast opening while I'm sitting in here eating a croissant is hilarious.
0: (laughs) Well, the reason Minji decided to uh, break her vow of not working on her vacation it's because today we have a very special collab cast, our special guest, Aaron Chang from Club Houston. Hello. Hey.
1: Hi, Aaron.
0: And everyone's Hello. favorite, Hello. history's greatest monster, Hot Aaron Young Money. Welcome back.
2: What's up? It's, it's Aaron from Seattle. I don't really call <laughs> myself Hot Aaron Young Money, but that's kind of the name that I have, so that's, that's what was given to me.
0: How's it going, everybody?
1: Aaron, I can feel your energy all the way on the other side of the world right now.
2: Well, good, because my energy likes to uh, circumvent the whole globe.
1: <laughs> Tis music to my ears.
0: Hold on. Circumvent means you're, like, blocking it. Really? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I...
1: Hey, he's tired, okay? He is... We're all tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. I miss you
1: guys. Thanks for being on the, on the, on the collab cast.
0: Mindy's joining us on vacation. How's um? How's Paris?
1: Paris was amazing. Do you have a croissant? Usual. That's my city. It's my town. I've lived there twice before. Um, and it was eight years since the last time I was there. <laughs> and so it was like very emotional. Which filled my heart with all sorts of feelings and things. And then it's my first time in London. So it's just been like exploration time.
0: Yeah, I've been following and your was- uh, your Snapchat. You've been uh, taking a lot of pictures of uh, buildings and stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. This city is nuts, but, like, it sucks because I can't even Snapchat that much because I can only use it when I'm on Wi-Fi, which I need to use for free. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, hold up.
2: Uh, what, uh, Snapchat pro tip, you know, you can just make a bunch of Snapchats, save them, and then once you go onto Wi-Fi, then you can kind of all upload them at the same time.
1: Dude, you, oh, my God, that just, like, entered my cerebellum right now when you said I was like, I totally could have done that. Damn.
0: Next <laughs> time. Next time. Pro Damn. tips, man. That's why we have Aaron that's on. That's clear. why we have uh, we gotta figure out what hot Aaron. That's why we have hot Aaron on the on. the differentiate.
1: Yeah. We have to differentiate.
0: This um, I just realized my tactical error in inviting two Aarons. <laughs> on this podcast. And just
1: confusing everybody. <laughs>
0: we we should
2: have a, a, a podcast where it's just like four Aarons talking to each other.
1: <laughs> we have to call code names.
0: Speaking of podcasts, um, I just came back from the LA Podcast Festival this past weekend. I uh, was volunteering there and also um, saw a lot of cool podcasts that I listened to and a couple of my favorite hosts. It's crazy how many different podcasts are out there. A lot of comedians have their own podcasts. There was like a bunch of podcasts I, I saw live that were like just pretty much long-form like improv sketches. It's pretty awesome. It Give me a lot of ideas for stuff we can do on our own podcast or on, in our future collaboration podcast network. but.
1: Yeah, that must have been like a freaking heyday for you. You're like podcast bonanza king.
0: It was pretty awesome. Um, um, I had a lot of fun and um, got a lot of great ideas. Uh, the one thing I did notice is just like the podcast world, like I guess m- entertainment in general, is very not diverse. I guess um, we were you no, know, we're in this little pocket where we have you know, our our little collaboration podcast, but you know, in the broad scheme of things, it's still very, very white and very, very male. So. Um, Lot yeah, color.
1: females of color, <laughs> Viola Davis, you're my inspiration.
0: <laughs> and uh, Houston Aaron, I guess A.A. Ron, we'll call you that. Uh, how's yeah. everything going hot. in Houston, man? Hot. It's
1: hot. It's hot. <laughs> 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 How hot? That's funny because I'm We're... freezing. I'm in a conference room, freezing my butt <laughs> off. I'm literally, literally wearing. Okay, I'm wearing leggings, a tank top, a sweater on top of it, and a jacket. I'm cold.
0: Yeah, we we are not talking about weather again on this podcast.
1: No, I want to know because I'm like looking forward to it. First of all, I'm going to be in California in less than 24 hours. And then in like two weeks, I'll be in Houston. So what do I have to pack?
3: Uh, shorts, tanks. I don't know. Um, it, How, it might cool It might cool down a little bit by then, but it's like huh? in the 80s right now.
2: Oh Maybe even God. some crop tops. Yeah. Um,
1: no, thank you. <laughs> we don't do that. Not Is one it... of your ratchet girls. These are, like, <laughs> the crop tops that freaking Aaron Snapchats me. Like, he, he – well, everybody, but including me. And it's like this – like, you can't sit with us, crop tops. <laughs> oh.
0: Wait, we Aaron, don't do that. Do you, do you wear crop tops, Aaron?
2: No. No. Uh, it's like – because um, – so, okay. So, I kind of have this thing where I really like bad fashion. So, if I ever see yeah. – <laughs> any clothing with a, like a really terrible saying or like a terrible word on it i'll at least take a photo of it and then send it to a few people and have a good laugh out of it basically i'm like can you believe this exists and then everyone's like no and then we all <laughs> <wiggle>. and- <laughs> but it's- you just prove that it does <laughs> not even surprised <laughs> I-, I see some pretty bad stuff not gonna lie
1: it makes you feel old doesn't it you're like children wear this not even children it's like people they're human beings who wear this. Well, I feel that way when you go to like Muscle Beach in Venice. And, yeah. But the, but those are all just jokey uh, but yeah they're supposed to be jokes like they're it's like Miley Cyrus's face and or just her tongue has become like the <laughs> tongue instead of Rolling Stone.
2: Oh god, that's so mean. <laughs> I, wait, I, like um Miley Cyrus just made a new music video where it's basically just her tongue. Wait, I Why can't even t- I can't, I can't even
0: tell if you're I'm being serious. serious right now.
2: No, I'm actually dead serious. It's the new, newest music video that Molly Cyrus came out. It's it's a close-up of her mouth for, like, four minutes and, and her tongue. Um, and then there's, like, glitter all over her mouth. And that was... I couldn't watch the whole thing. It is was, the song like, at least good? Um, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the song about drugs. Oh. I mean, because, like, there's
0: been huh. a... Like, pop music has had a pretty good run lately. You know, the... The latest Carly Ray album is supposedly a big banger. Oh, the new Ever yeah, like, video is also supposedly pretty good too. So, you know. Like I've heard a few of the new Carly Ray Jepsen songs on the
2: radio, and they're actually pretty catchy. I was like, who is this? And then later on I found out it was Carly Ray Jepson I was like, wow, I can't believe it's a Call Me Maybe Girl. Is
1: In it emotion. that different? I wanna I wanna hear. Because you know, I heard when I heard about Carly Ray Jepsen, I was actually kind of the song was super catchy. Let's I can never deny any of that, but it was It was just so manufactured pop that I was like, who is this chick? Because I never assumed that that's what they're trying to do. And then I found out that she was like this amazing folk singer and that she had this super indie vibe normally before she was then manufactured. (laughs) And then packaged up for us to all take in her sugary pop goodness.
0: I mean, I think Um, her new stuff's still pretty sugary. It's like very like feel good, happy music.
1: She's really good at that.
2: Yeah, I think it's more, like, lovey-dovey, this this album. And, like, the, the two, three songs that I've heard, they they definitely, like, edited her voice a bit more. I don't... I, I wouldn't say it's auto tune, but you know how, like, when they make that... I, I'm, like, kind of singing in a megaphone effect? Like, I think there's, like, a little bit of that in one of her new songs.
0: <laughs> what's the what's the hot um, banger right now in, uh, in Houston? Or what's everyone playing right now?
3: Uh, I don't know. I have been to the clubs and. In... Since I was there, <laughs> yeah,
1: probably
3: because <laughs> Aaron, <Wall. laughs> Aaron says, responsible was a few, which adult. Which
1: was like a month ago.
3: Yeah, true. I, I don't <laughs> know. Ago. People, yeah, we always I have. Guess, a... I guess a lot of people listen to like the underground South hip Southern hip hop stuff. I don't know. I'm not very uh, well versed in the music scene anymore. <laughs>
2: are, are we talking like um, Paul Wall and? <laughs> I think,
3: I, Is I that? Mean, no, I feel like I've I've heard him pop up every once in a while lately. Not anything like huge, but like on underground tracks, maybe like featuring or whatever. But uh, nothing like...
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Well,
2: Paul Wall from Houston, so he- oh. I've seen some of his underground stuff, and yeah. they're kind of terrible. Yeah.
1: Which means Aaron loves it.
0: Like, That's,
1: that, what? <laughs> That's
0: Aaron's catchphrase. <laughs> it's just kind of terrible.
1: And then you uh, love it. Jonathan but Aaron... Houston, a. aaron was the one who got me, who taught me about the existence and then the dance of the wobble.
0: Yeah, he gave I me a
1: lot of grief that I didn't it. know it.
0: Wait, ex- nope. explain to me the wobble because I don't know if I know this dance. You don't know the da-
3: the wobble dance?
0: I'm for
1: shame, Marvin. For shame.
0: Yeah, man. Get
1: me the program.
0: <laughs> explain it to me. Maybe I do know Seriously. it. I just didn't know what it was called.
3: No, it's just it's just like a it's just another one of those like line dance songs where you just kind of. Go do the same like four steps, you oh. know, left,
0: right, front, back. I've probably done it. Around. I've been to enough southern parties to like probably have
2: done it. <laughs> no, no, um, Marvin. Remember, I taught you the um the the newest one. Hit the quan. Remember, oh right? my god!
0: <laughs> yeah, I watched half that video. Now you I still don't. I shared st- it. I still don't know what the quan is. Yeah, that's what is the,
1: the quan,
2: Aaron? You don't hit the quan, right? Me? Yeah. I- uh, I'm not I'm... talking to myself in the third person. Quan <laughs> hey, is in coin? No, Quan as in like k- rich homie Quan. Wait, what? Okay, here, I'll give you a, a quick rundown of, of what it is. Okay. So there's a new track called Hit the Quan, and it comes with a dance because that's like the new rap song yeah. thing is to have a song with a dance. So basically, I think it was iHeartRadio. They made a song about rich homie Quan, and then they named that song "Hit the Quan," and then that's how that saying and dance got created. Not the most clever, kind of terrible, but still
3: pretty good.
0: I feel like that story came from nowhere and went nowhere because all I yeah. know right now is just someone made like, this dance.
3: <laughs> who even is this Quan person, or is it?
2: Not a- <laughs> um, he's a rapper guy. Yeah, a rapper. Yeah, he he raps. That's all, all I know is that Eddie Huang from Fresh Off the Boat also likes Rich Homie Kwan because his Twitter name is Rich Homie Huang. Wow. So it's kind of like a play on words on, on the rapper's name. That's some excellent
0: deduction work you've done there, Sherlock. Oh,
3: by the, way, <laughs> yeah. by the way, the second season of Fresh Off the Boat premiered tonight. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. I just watched it. How is it? Uh, it was it? was. I mean, it, it, it was kind of the same. It hit a lot of... Uh, Old bits of, of 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 uh you know childhood, so it was, it was pretty good. I kind
0: of like, nice. enjoyed it. Nice. All well, well,
1: about that '90s throwback, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Hot Aaron. All right, one last chance to explain what exactly hit the quant is in terms of the movements of the dance, because right now I have no idea. To be honest, I don't really know the dance that well. Damn it, Aaron. There's,
2: just, there's one part where you have to like hit the ground or something, and you have to i don't know i right. really don't know I, right. i'm really bad with
0: that's dance. enough all right in addition to hot aaron's um encyclopedic knowledge of the latest dance moves in hip-hop he's also our resident social media technology keeper upper person so i'm creating a new segment now whenever we have hot aaron on called what's up hot aaron
1: so now you're gonna it sounds like you're pretty much setting yourself to, up to have him on all the time yet you complain no, <laughs> so the, whenever, the irony whenever, now we have like whenever a segment he's on for we him. say
0: what's up hot Aaron
1: <laughs> before you had like this okay let's just be real before Marvin would well, jokingly vow that he would never have Aaron on he'd get irritated every time we mentioned him no, like, oh my god he made it onto our podcast again
0: Aaron's my homie man Yeah, he made a segment we went party taco adventure together
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah
2: Nick's Crispy Tacos it was super loud
1: <laughs> oh in San Francisco I missed that so much oh god I could go for a crispy taco right now
2: Oh, you've been to Nick's Crispy Tacos? It was insane. It was so crowded. The music was at at least 110 decibels. And then we got, we the only table we had was right next to the DJ booth. And then like there was like someone making out behind Marvin while we were eating
0: tacos. Of course.
1: Well, that place turns into a club. But usually it's, well, no, it's, it, it's, it's a multifunctional space. But yep. Yep, there's a that. lot
0: of tacos. Yeah, I think we got there right when it was transitioning. That's yeah, pretty was- awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we, that's fun we, we walked in was... and we ordered tacos and then they started like throwing down like the edm trap music that's
1: awesome <laughs> like funny. what's <laughs>
2: going on it, it was so loud in there that the guy couldn't even hear us like while we were ordering like we had to like yell it at him
0: like, that's why he should
1: his... be prepared he should have like a mini chalkboard or like you know a, a laminated version of the menu with a dry erase marker and be like <laughs> he's just pointed at you should all be sign language at that point? <laughs> you should know.
0: Anyways, the fact is, How did that hot, come Aaron, up? hot Aaron, hot Aaron, I are homies. We, all right. We, we it's uh, answers, what's, yeah. what's up, hot Aaron? What's is that up? what we call it, the segment? What's this that? is the what's, what's up, hot Aaron. Gosh. I'm gonna come up with some sort of theme song in the future for it, but
1: Aaron right. Chang, can we come up with the Texas equivalent of that when I'm there in two weeks? It's called
0: howdy, Aaron. Hey, what?
1: Not that <laughs> the segment, you guys. I'm talking about Nick's crispy tacos. Can we find a, a delicious eatery? <laughs> That also okay. turns into a really yeah. fun party
3: spot.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. if we I'm do sure that
0: there's
3: either. a bunch. Yeah, there's restaurants that do, that do club thing. I'll, 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 I'll find one.
0: <laughs> I feel All like, right,
1: we're gonna report back.
0: I feel like it's being with Aaron Chang from Houston. Have to specify that is just a party. I remember, weren't you the one that got everyone like super like happy at the Last Star party? <laughs> I seem to remember. He's
1: often doing that. He's often doing that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what?
0: I seem to remember you <laughs> buying the crew a bottle.
3: Uh Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then it was morning all of a sudden. Yes, it was. It was um, quite fun. i
0: leave it at
1: that.
0: <laughs> Anyways, back to the segment. What's up, Hot Aaron? What's new? All right.
2: What's up? So basically in this segment, we're going to be talking about basically what's up. Social media and what's trending right now. That's, that's that's basically what Marvin told me. So okay, so so we got some really big news today. Who who here uses Instagram?
1: I do. I do. We all do.
2: Basically, that's because Instagram just hit four hundred million users.
1: Oh snap! Oh damn! Oh snap! <laughs> I know it's crazy.
2: That's a different app. um, like they. Like it's it's insane. Uh, you know they started off really small. It was just like a what? Like, it was like a nine person company. I think Facebook bought them out for a billion dollars in what two thousand ten two thousand eleven. I think it was a while ago. Yeah. 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 And now, now now Facebook. Well, okay. Well, downside is that Facebook put ads onto it. Yeah. But hey, they hit four hundred million. That basically puts them past Twitter. I, I believe.
1: Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: So as far as like active users, I believe Instagram surpassed. So, so this is a really big thing for Instagram, which ultimately is basically Facebook. I kind of
0: feel like though, I'm using Instagram a lot less.
2: That's not true. You know, because I feel... Snapped,
0: I, I feel like I have a certain threshold of how much social media I can use at any one time. And I'm very much leaning towards more Snapchats these days and less Instagrams
2: true yeah. but yeah. i think that's definitely depending on your kind of like your area and, and and your group of friends kind and i guess your age group because right now a lot of the instagram users are outside of the u.s the majority is outside like it's it's definitely getting traction in europe and africa and oh. actually that's all the cool other part. countries
1: that's cool uh that's the cool part of like going around and, and traveling and just being a people watcher and taking in the culture and whatnot i've been totally as much as i can I'm i'm such a snoopy like whatever but when i'm just on the metro or whatever i'm i don't know i'm sorry i can't be coherent right now are you staring at other
0: people's phones on the metro
1: i'm not (laughs) staring at them but i noticed that because people are doing they're doing snapchats they're taking photos i'm really curious a side note my friend that i'm here with my best friend is she works for twitter so i hung out with her co-workers They're they're here for work and i got to Get the inside scoop of what it's like. She actually works for a smaller company called MoPub that's owned by Twitter. Um, but it's it's crazy fascinating. Like it's just the marketing world, the the ad world, and that's what all these social media platforms. You know, they make a ton of money doing that, right? Yeah. Working with ads. So. Um, that's a big deal. I have to, like, she's sleeping right now comfortably in the warm bed. Um, but when she wakes up, I don't want I'm going to be the bear of bad news I and mean, be like, Instagram surpassed Twitter users today.
0: Wait, so that's the thing. Like, I can kind of see how Instagram makes money because it's connected to Facebook and they have the whole ad delivery thing. I can kind of see Twitter because they're doing the whole sponsored and um, ad thing. But how does, like, I still don't, I still can't figure out how Snapchat makes money.
2: So, so basically, when Snapchat first started, they have a very aggressive um, marketing package. Basically, anything less than $500,000, they wouldn't accept. So, they only took big-ticket advertisers. Now, the other thing is, with Snapchat, compared to more conventional means of advertising, it will last a while. If it's on Facebook, it'll be there. If it's on a billboard, it'll be there for a while. The fact that it disappears in 24 hours, hours—that's that's kind of Snapchat's... Downside,
0: right. but because
2: of that, it kind of creates more of, um, I guess more personable. It's a little bit more creative. Um, th- th- there definitely has been a lot of events where people at the events could, you know, put up their own videos onto uh, on the Snapchat story for like different events. I know I had a Snapchat that went up for the University of Washington Snap Story feed. I mean, I got, that on got, on got about. Yeah, yeah, I made it on there. I got about um, 5,000 views. Wow. Um, because that, that was wow. definitely
0: more localized
2: in this area. I know.
0: <laughs> I think I top off at like 14. That's the most I've ever had on my story. Oh, well,
2: well, well, that was because it was public and now it's on the, the story. Um, my my personal Snapchat, I probably only get like 40 or 50 views on average. That's still quite a bit.
1: <laughs> I get about, yeah, 40 or 50. What? I...
2: I feel like the younger you are, the more you get. Because my, my cousin, who's just turned 21, she gets about 80 to 100. And I'm like, man. I just can't. Well, if everyone your age yeah. is
0: probably using Snapchat. I think my, my Instagram kind of tops off at like 20 hearts. To
1: provide context, well, Kylie Jenner, who's changed the game. I mean, she's this different. I don't know. She's become this like social media phenomenon where everyone's just interested in what she's wearing, what she's doing, who she's dating, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like more than I think her sister's. Just numbers-wise, right? Like, her Snapchat, I think each Snap gets, like, millions of views, right?
2: Do do you watch her Snapchat, Minji?
1: I don't follow her, but I actually was on YouTube. This is how these are all interconnected, right? Somebody downloaded all of her Snapchats, or maybe she did, but turned them into a YouTube video. God, now I'm plugging Kylie Jenner. But that, okay, so, like, a compilation of video of her Snapchats, probably from a day. Honestly, just... A minute and a half of her snaps those have another few million views do you know what i'm saying like this girl has she's getting her whole side income just from from advertising <laughs> on social media i she probably makes if she owns that channel which i'm pretty sure she does i mean those millions of views are just putting money right in her pocket and they're just her doing selfie snaps and listening to music and Jeez. i i admit i watched one
0: all right that's enough <laughs> talk i'm cutting you right there <laughs> What else is Whatever. new? Whatever. You're Aaron? the one
1: bringing out social media. You can't not talk about it.
0: Yeah, we can. We're not talking about it right now.
1: I'm talking right. about it.
0: What else is I new, Hot Aaron? Save us. Well,
2: okay. So, social media. Who, who has seen the new Snapchat filters?
0: You from the, from the latest gosh.
2: Snapchat update. I believe that came out, I forgot, last week. That was about we, a week ago. We right? all
0: saw it because you sent us those zombie i filters. I did,
2: but the thing is, because I was definitely an early adopter, I mass sent out the scary face face filter that was on I map, hate
1: you for that,
2: by to, the way. To as many people like I could because no one knew about it yet, and I was like, score, I'm just going to do this now because in like two or three more hours everyone's gonna be doing it and and i and i got it spot on was really glad i woke up early that day and i guess it sounds like minji received that snapchat um yeah definitely scared
1: the shit out of me thank you (laughs) you're welcome
2: oh oh my god yeah i got a lot of i hate you messages that day not gonna lie (laughs) Um, totally worth it no, Barbie. you know, uh Joanne from D.C., shout out to Joanne from D.C., she hates me especially.
1: No, I think, well, she and I will have words, we'll see who hates you more. That was, <laughs> like, I was refusing to open anyone else's Snapchats, and they were super annoying. Like, I got just irritated. I'm one of those crotchety old grandmas that, but, what the hell is this? But, but I got, I got you first, right? I got you first. You, you did get me first. Aaron, yeah, no, I've on the I
2: Snapchat you. bandwagon. <laughs>
3: No, I am not. Have you been contemplating what? it, or what is this <laughs> that you are talking about?
1: He's trying to convert you right now. Yeah,
3: I am. No, I, I, I mean, I have an account, but I don't, I don't really use it. I just
0: so basically, Snapchat yeah. recently, I guess they acquired some new technology, like face tracking technology from. Um... They probably
2: developed it themselves, okay. or bought it from some, or acquired someone who had it. Unless they bought the algorithm. From someone, yeah. they, they probably had to create it themselves. Well, I mean,
0: I know there used to be a zombie face app, too. So, um, they either took the idea or developed themselves or acquired They've it. They've been whatever, having
1: face but... detection technology for so long already.
0: Yeah. So, basically, what, what this does is it, does, it uses the face mapping technology, like map your face, where your cheeks are, where your eyes are. And then they put filters on it, like lenses on it. So, one of them yeah. was, like, when you open your mouth, it turns your face into a ghost face. And you scare the bejesus out of all your friends. and turn I definitely scared the
2: bejesus out of Minji, for sure.
1: Yeah, you did. And then you pissed me off. Oh, sorry. Like, no, like, I, <laughs> oh, I walked into I the
0: office, quote, unquote, that day. And then Minji was like, did you see Aaron's Snapchats? I'm like, not yet. And she goes, don't. It's <laughs> not worth it.
1: I don't know why I was so nice to you. I should have let you find out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> did it's you watch it eventually, Marvin?
0: No, and then I knew something was up, and I saw, like... Because you you can see, like, when the snap starts, it's all gray. I'm like, oh, I'm sure this is going to be some sort of scare face. And I was right, (laughs)
1: because... Yeah, and it totally didn't get old by the 8 millionth time that... ever. I just didn't want to look at anyone's story that entire day. Okay, I'm not trying to be a, a stupid snob, but, you know, when something... When you it be, it's it's trending, right? So then you're like, okay, and that's why people always put up those trending annoyed trending posts. Like, okay, we got it, we got the new Snapchat. Somebody probably made a meme out of that. <laughs> they probably did, right? This sort of, it, it exists, I'm sure. But you're just like, okay, so now everyone and their mom's is gonna make the ghost face, and everyone's gonna do the rainbow mouth, and everyone's nah. gonna do the baby eyes, and blah blah blah.
2: Yeah. Well, for the record, that they got rid of the um the scary face filter. They they put some. I'm new sure one they in got
0: inundated by like complaints that day
2: <laughs> they like, had a lot of complaints on twitter i saw um people I, were like
0: i bet you what happened was a ton of people just uninstalled the app and they saw that they were losing users no what have we done and then they like no i, I, I you got
1: one bad press of like old lady had a heart attack because of your app thanks
0: <laughs> but i think that's the thing like i guess like there's no other use for that besides like messing with your friends right like i feel like it, it goes against like what snapchat has been used for which is kind of just documenting like, it's well, like, it's like visual Twitter, true. right? It's, uh, it's about documenting your mundane things you do in your, every day.
2: Well, I, I kind of like doing small skits in my Snapchat. Sometimes oh, I'll that's do... that's what you call those things? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll do, like, jokes. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm like... You know, okay. We talk about Snapchat a lot on this podcast, but that's just because we're all very, very...
2: Millennial?
0: We're, yeah, yeah, we are millennial. Shoot. No, to- it's funny because... We're totally millennial, both- guys.
2: Both you, Minji and Marvin, went like what a little bit more than a year ago. I was like, guys, check out this app, Snapchat. It's so cool. And you both, you were both basically. That's not
0: true. I've been on Snapchat since twenty like thirteen. Like I've been yeah, on. I don't know if you remember.
2: I-, I remember you guys were talking. Told- well, <laughs> Marvin was like, I'm super annoyed that they're on Snapchats. And then
1: Minji That's like was the biggest craft talker. So was I. <laughs>
2: okay anyways let's move on from Snapchat. Well speaking yes. of Snapchat wait, wait,
0: hold on. What else is new, Hi, Aaron? <laughs>
2: so have Why you, guys do you heard have of to that. So so have Go you ahead. guys heard of So have you guys heard of the new social media app Beam?
1: No. I have not.
2: Well oh. <laughs> Okay.
1: So it's kind of
2: similar to Snapchat. So it's a new social media platform. It's right now currently for iOS Apple devices only. I guess iPhones. I'll say iPhones, and it's created by fellow YouTuber. Okay, it's not like fellow. That's not my friend. But Casey Neistat. Do you guys know Casey Neistat on YouTube? No. 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 Everyone's a no. Oh man, tough crowd here. (laughs) Educate us. Well. Basically, Beam is similar to Snapchat, but instead, it's unedited. You can't review it. You can't even see what you're shooting. Um, so the way that it works is you basically, theoretically, you could hold your phone, you put your phone against the wall, put it on your chest, and it goes off the light sensor. So once it's dark, it will start recording, and it'll, and it'll buzz when it's done after four seconds, and that's what gets uploaded onto your Beam feed. So anyone could watch your story. It's similar to Snapchat, minus all the filters and the editing and the selection. So basically, it's, it's kind of showing the real you versus, you know, a more, I don't know, generated you, like your social media better self. You know what I mean?
1: Sounds very vague and ambiguous to me. I'm a little bit lost. But I just looked at I Googled it while you are talking. It's B-E-M-E. I didn't, yeah, I B-E-M-E. It B-E-M-E.
0: Wait, that's B-E-M-E.
2: No, 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 it's called, it's pronounced beam. It's, it's really popping. I know it's really popping in New York right now and probably in the LA area. That's probably where it's the hottest. Okay. All right. But, I'm, uh, I'm bored yeah. with this.
0: What all else right, is new, right. Aaron?
2: So next, Kickstarter. They just reincorporated as a public benefit corporation. That, that's wonderful news.
0: Oh, we just we okay. were just talking about this offline.
2: I have
3: heard of that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah? Aaron knows, you both Aarons know something I don't, yeah, I'm the old one now.
3: Well, it's because I spent (laughs) a lot of time Oh, really?
1: Oh, really? How come you're on uh, Kickstarter so much? Uh,
3: uh, I don't know. I guess it's the, I like seeing the creativity that's out there, and some of the not so creativity, not so creative projects that are out there, but um, there's actually (laughs) a lot of like, just great ideas that people come up with, and, I honestly think that Kickstarter is like a really good idea when it, of course, when it works the way it's designed to be. But, um, but yeah, just I guess coming from like a design background, like I like seeing what the types of designs that people come with just on everyday things from like wallets to just like phone holders to whatever people can come up with is just like really cool to see yeah there's a lot ideas.
0: of there's a lot of really like yeah. kind of just cool stuff it's like the new ass thing on tv except like better i want to say <laughs> but sometimes it's kind of there's some kind it's of it's more a little um, bit more grassroots yeah but then there's also people selling like rocks oh yeah so that, i mean well, that you're potato salad spectrum. guy
3: remember the potato
2: salad oh, guy? No, that guy oh my god the
3: joker dude man
2: to make potato but salad it, got,
1: it went super viral
3: yeah but but see in that case it's kind of more like it is like his way of providing entertainment and he he wasn't intending on you know raising that much money and he 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 uh, donated all that money to charity i think didn't he oh
2: okay i I never really followed up i just heard about it
3: but i don't know like
2: it's it's been really great um there's a bar down my street that was funded by kickstarter
0: oh really yeah that's awesome. what that's yeah yeah
2: yeah, i thought it was really cool um I heard about the story on a local news article. Basically, um, it was the bartender from some other bar. She really wanted to open up her own bar, and I guess she had a lot of um, really loyal customers. And she made a Kickstarter, and before you knew it, she raised enough money, and she made a bar on Forty Fifth. How much would the-
1: starting a? How much does that cost? I don't, I
2: don't oh, remember how much money she raised, but it was, yeah. it was a lot of money. And the bar looks really cool. I haven't been to it yet, but it's like an underwater themed <laughs> bar.
0: Well, I mean, it's that's... called the
2: Octopus Bar.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, so opening like stuff like that has always been the um, use case for like crowd, crowd equity, which is um, crowdfunding but for equity stakes, which is something the SEC is still working on. The thing with funding something like this through Kickstarter is that like the people who put money in it, they don't get a piece of the business. They're just supporting something they believe in. So that's really interesting that like an actual like brick and mortar business was able to get built. It's it's not way. the only
2: one that I've yeah. seen. There's there's a few restaurants here and there. Like I, um, like New York has some. Uh, I I have a i i know I know a girl. She she has a beverage company that started off Kickstarter. It's called. Su, and it's Japanese drinking water. That's
1: incredible. It's, it's Wait. She so Aaron, Aaron hot, uh, I'm mixing up my Aaron. <laughs> Excuse me. Houston, Aaron. So do you go on the yeah. website regularly? So that's what I'm curious about because I, I, found out, I found out about Kickstarter projects when I have a friend or a friend of, you know, somebody who's directly in contact with someone running a campaign, and then they yeah. share the link on Facebook because Facebook's what I'm on all the time. Do you actually go on the website yeah. regular, right? or you have an app or something where it notifies you of all these projects? So,
3: I have Kickstarter bookmarked. Um, like I, um... I actually do like consciously stop myself from going because a lot of times I'll go and I'll just see like cool little projects. Like, hey, cool. And, like, I, I'll kill like just so much time looking just looking at projects that are open uh, that catch my eye and and like yeah, there's like a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, I think one of the coolest ones is it's still ongoing and they raise a lot of money and they're trying – it's basically this group of people who are trying to build a pool in the Hudson River in New York. Like It's supposed to be like a floating pool in the river and the, the, the thing that makes it so crazy is that like the sides of the pool are supposed to be like filters and that's what they're developing right now. But as the river flows through like the walls of the pool, it filters out into clean water and then it's like swimmable water that people can swim in. And then it flows out the other side. Like it's not like you know a solid wall that's blocked off. It's just it's like this creative like applying science to I don't know something to make something really to really recreation.
1: Cool.
3: So, <laughs> yeah, so people could have like these uh, can have like an awesome pool in the river. And I was like, wow, that's really really cool. Wait, so
0: what is the perk that you get for investing in this so, pool?
3: So the way the Kickstarter works is the um, <laughs> the, the, the people who start the project typically will ask for certain levels of donations from, you know, people who are interested. And, you know, it could be anything from, like, a dollar to just say, like, hey, this is a cool idea, you know, just whatever. Here's a dollar to, you know, make another dollar closer to your goal. Or or it goes up to, you know, higher levels where, you know, it could be, like, a couple thousand dollars. Um, and, you know, you, you, they, they have different levels of perks for it. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, a lot of times when someone designs a product, like, a product – um, if you do, uh, if you donate a certain or back them is what it's called is backing a project uh, is if you back it for a certain amount you'll get like you know one of the products that they're developing um and it's supposed to essentially take them you know be able to be sustainable so they can bring the product to market and you know continuously sell it um but yeah there's like a lot of people who i've seen like people machine their own pens and if you really like you know custom pens or something like that you can go and back them and you get some pens out of it um but yeah just whatever you can think of
1: that elaborates on on this on this generation this wave of people who are very purpose-driven in that they want to just be part of something cool they don't the incentives are for not for it's not about the incentives for every project right you just get to say because how many people i've backed a few films that's the part where Kickstarter comes into my life because they're projects. Right? Friends have projects that right. they want to get production costs for, which is awesome. And right. I I usually, you know, to be honest, I don't have a ton of money, but I want to donate because I want to see this great idea come to life. I don't really right. care about the perks. I've gotten stickers. I've gotten little tangible things, but I've probably lost all of them, to be honest. I just, I guess for me, and and I've heard this from other friends. They just want to know that it happened, or they made it happen, and it's usually but, enough.
3: Uh, I I think that's like a really awesome mindset to have, and and that's usually you know that and that's how I view a lot of the projects too. But I have seen a lot of projects where people will just get they basically see Kickstarter as as like a market, almost like Etsy, I guess, where like they expect they actually back it expecting to get the project. Or mm. getting get, to get their product in return, um, without, right? You know, they don't see it as this is a project that they're investing in, and whether it happens or not, whether the creator is successful or not, um, they, they don't think about it that way. They just think, like, oh, I'm buying this product, like, when am I gonna get it? When am I gonna get it? And well, like, yeah, I have right. seen a lot of it, which is really bad too. And some people just don't understand what it was meant for,
0: yeah. So, this whole thing about Kickstarter becoming a public, um, benefit corporation. Yeah, Public Benefit Corporation. Um I understand what that means, but won't you explain to us what that means? Me me or Air. other Aaron. Hot
2: Aaron. Um so so basically what that means is instead of, you know, going for a really juicy looking IPO and making like who knows how much money, um I, I would like I'm I like I'm not well I don't know really Okay, well, okay, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: So, basically, what it means is, <laughs> as I understand it, is that um, as a public benefit corporation, instead of purely looking at revenue, they now have, I guess, a triple bottom line type of um, um, of leadership, it, right?
2: Well, one, it, it means they're not going to sell the company. And two, it's not going to go they, – they're not going to do an IPO. So, they're not going to raise billions of dollars. Like, this is definitely a, a, a company that's valued at at least a billion dollars. Like, yeah. Kickstarter.com is huge. Um you know, they they definitely could have been acquired by who knows. Like Facebook could have bought them out for five, ten billion. Who knows? Right. Um, and but... this
0: is this is like a decision that the investors and the board decided on, right? So that basically, yeah, because what what separates a company like that and an actual corporation is a regular corporation. The CEO's job is to make the decision if you to make the most money for their investors. Their fiduciary duty. So. If they were presented with two options, A is to IPO, make a ton of money, and B is to not IPO, but provide more, I guess, other goods. Picking B as a regular corporation would get that CEO fired, but if as a public benefit corporation, he can pick the B, and the investors won't revolt. Yeah. Because idea.
1: that's they've they've already acknowledged that that is their goal.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I
1: didn't like, even know that it existed. This title of public benefit.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, I'm like kickstarters going to do some amazing stuff. The the CEO is an amazing guy. No, I want to do
1: more research. I'm like I'm genuinely intrigued by this whole notion. I I I I did take a, a google moment to look at the actual website. They have the whole explanation on their front page, which I think is really great. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, I'm well, going to become influenced by Houston Aaron and go to this website. The way that you framed it just <laughs> exploring all these different ideas, these creative ideas. I'm thinking I should check it out more like go to the actual website regularly instead of YouTube it's it's
3: definitely cool just to see like just to see what's out there yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and that was what's up hot Aaron thank you hot Aaron for (laughs) informing us of the news of the day Um, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with some Emmy talk The Collabcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans pursuing their passions in the arts and creative fields. Well, we got a couple of great events coming up uh, in the next few weeks. First up, it's Collaboration San Francisco 6 taking place on October 10th at the Marines Memorial Theater in San Francisco, California. Uh, so if you're in the Bay Area, um, definitely check it out. Uh, it features six great Collaboration San Francisco alumni, along with Ashley Perez of BuzzFeed as the MC, it's going to be a great night for more information check out collaborationSF.org. tickets are on sale now happening at the same time in houston texas is sace fest a music festival that collaboration is helping produce in conjunction with the sace conference which is the society of asian scientists and engineers featuring lots of great acts uh, from the local area as well as headliners um no paul date dan A.K. dan and clara chung Tickets are also on sale now, so check out the website at org. And finally, coming up in November 14th, mark your calendars for Collaboration Star, the finale showcase of the Collaboration season, featuring six finalists from all across the U.S., um, competing for a grand prize of $10,000, in addition to some great guest artists um, that, we're gonna, that we're going to reveal pretty soon. So for more information, please keep um, your eyes posted on Collaboration.org as well as the Collaboration Facebook page. We'll be posting more information pretty soon. And finally, just thank you all for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate all your support. Um, if you have the time or if you listen to iTunes, please leave us a review. Just by leaving a review, you help us um, be able to reach more people. And as always, if you have any questions, uh, feedback, anything you want to ask us on the air, uh, please send us an email at podcast.collaboration.org. We typically read all the emails we get, and we really appreciate when you guys um, when you guys write in. Don't forget that you can always subscribe to the Collabcast through our RSS feed, uh, through Stitcher, and also through iTunes. Also by following Collaboration.org. This week is actually a very important week for us as we um, launch our new content strategy. So we're going to have a lot more blog posts, a lot more videos, a lot more content coming out at you. So definitely keep your eyes on Collaboration.org, and we hope you like what you see. And that's it for our updates. Um, back to the show. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Clubcast. I'm here with Minky Chang, Aaron Young from Seattle, and Aaron Chang from Houston. Welcome back. Yep. What's up?
1: We're all across the world, guys.
0: <laughs> we it's are international actually, love. Yeah, right this here. is a all-sky podcast.
1: Worldwide. This is our first
0: worldwide. worldwide.
1: Oh God! Now Aaron's gonna bust out the hot. Aaron's gonna bust out the air horn.
0: No! Don't! <laughs> don't! <laughs> <deep>. worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs>
2: If only I had that readily available.
0: (laughs) I'll add it in post, don't worry. Anyways. Hey, guys. It will
1: pop up on its own in the middle of a discussion. I'm just waiting.
0: (laughs) Okay, guys. The Emmys. (laughs) The Emmys was um, on Sunday. And it was a momentous Emmys. I did not see it because I was at the podcast festival. But um, the um, the biggest story was all over social media um, yesterday, which is um, Viola Davis winning the best – uh, best actress in a drama, right? Um, Emmy. First yes. um, woman of color to win that Emmy in like yeah. since the history of the Emmys. And she gave this really, really um, great speech, quoted Harriet Tubman, and just like told the truth. Told truth up there. I love
1: her. Yeah. It was really. I was in London and I had come back from walking around for four and a half hours or so. And I was resting on my bed, ready to collapse. But then I saw that video and it. It made me pretty emotional. She's she's a very powerful actress. I've always loved her work and everything she, I've ever seen her do. And then to to realize what an occasion that was, and to hear her speak on it was it was it was a really big deal. Very inspiring. Yeah,
0: and then uh, someone had to go and ruin it by um, posting stuff. But you know how like whenever someone brings up race and these things, they always just always the counter argument and saying how like it should be more about like I don't know. What was, the, um, what was her name? The soap opera actress from General Hospital that posted something? Uh, Nan- Nancy, right? It was Nancy. Um,
2: Nancy Lee Gran. Yeah.
1: What is? Why did she diss it? What is the diss? What's the bash? Um, she took to Twitter
0: um, talking about... Um, hold on, let me pull it up. Should be more prepared. Do, do, do. Um, so she um, said... I wish I loved Viola Davis's speech, but I thought she should have let Chandra Rhimes write it. Hashtag Emmys. Um, I'm a effing actress of 40 years. None of us get respect or opportunity we deserve. Emmys not venue for racial opportunity. All women belittled. And then she wanted to suggest that um, um, I do think she's the bee's knees. She's the elite of TV performers, brilliant as she is. She has never been discriminated against. And this is like a white lady from like a soap operas talking. Mm-hmm. And then she got totally blasted on social media, unsurprisingly.
1: You know what? She has a right to say what she has to say because, honestly, one of the things that I... Okay, I am a woman of color. I would like to be an actress. I find it challenging that there are no Asian-American, quote-unquote, roles out there. It is a grievance. But take a million steps back. It's... The bigger conversation is there's a lot of... It's difficult to find good roles for women in television, especially in film. And... So I get where she's coming from also. And it's also the, I, I don't know, the, it's really different than the, the the African-American, the black story. But just, I'm just acknowledging it is for what it is. The, Hollywood is filled with old white men, right? And it's still such a challenge for even women or younger people to break into the industry and speak their stories. So if we're, it's, I struggle to say, okay, I expect there to be roles. Yeah, I want there to be roles, and I'm making it my life's work to go encourage people. If you can write, please do something good with it, right? Don't shy away from TV, film, if that's something that you are so passionate about, because it will benefit the people that want to speak your words and play the roles, and we need those stories represented. But... I don't know. Like, it's I'm not pleased at it because I'm a huge fan of Viola Davis. I'm glad she said what she said, but I get where this woman's coming from. I don't know if that I don't know where that puts me. If well, I mean, start the
0: me. backlash on it centered also on the fact that she was saying that we're we're all discriminated against. Where if you look at their uh, IMDb yeah. pages, you can see that she's had steady employment for like yeah the last like 20 years on on her shows, whereas Viola Davis has been playing big characters, like kind of side characters and like guest spots. Um, until she finally landed this character that was written for her by Shawna Rhimes, right? Right. So there's no, that. Just, to, and yeah.
1: it's totally true. There's, that's absolutely true. But it's, it, it actually, what Viola Davis said, because I'm not a black woman of color and I don't know, they you know, like, again, it's kind of like that from looking from the Asian Americans perspective, how short of a time we've been in the States and how that story just, who who can I really like really expect to write my story accurately and with historical accuracy? I don't know. I like really don't expect that <laughs> from from you know what I'm saying from old white America. Why would they and male America? How are they gonna write a, my story accurately and with the passion? I I just personally maybe that's really mean, but I'm just being real. Like I don't expect them to write that. I expect. I would hope an Asian American female, male, whatever can speak with more authenticity and more accuracy on the subject and therefore could write those roles. And then now they're trying to do a lot more colorblind casting, but there are certain stories like, okay, we just have to have, see if we're trying to make, sorry, I'm going off my rant here, but no, I'm not. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, (laughs) If we're trying to have entertainment be a reflection of reality, We are still a really small minority, right? So then to demand, it's, I don't know. I struggle because I'm trying to look at this objectively, which I probably can't at the end of the day because I'm still an Asian American who wants to be an actor and a creative. But I don't know. I'm not trying to excuse anything, but it's just like we have to do better. So let's do it. Do you know what I mean? Let's do it then. Yeah. There's only so much complaining does.
3: I which I complain
1: what, a lot, yeah,
3: I kind of I think that's kind of what uh Villa Davis was talking about with the whole like when she was thinking like the writers and people who were creating yes. the roles for them and like talking about changing like or you know trying to change Hollywood so it's not so old white man, which, <laughs> right, which was
1: Great, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I loved, that's what I loved, like I'm all yeah. about that there's the complaints are plentiful, and they've been especially with yeah. social media, we've heard so much about it. Like oh. personally, it's just like, all right, we get it. And I think that's what to a degree some people are going to be so tired of hearing, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. complaints are the complaints. So we can do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I felt and rant, but <laughs> I've never, i am never done.
3: Ch- <laughs> I mean, I think things are changing. It's one of those things where it's going to take time and it, it might be, accelerate and you know as we as we proceed so you know
1: yeah
0: it's already happening i mean there's there's a much there's a lot more diversity in the writing rooms these days too and sooner or later you know these writers that are coming up will get the opportunity to write their own stories and hopefully you know by the time they get there like the industry itself will be ready for it i mean they're starting to feel it out right now i feel like but Eventually, well,
1: everyone acknowledges. I mean, the problem has definitely been acknowledged. So, I, I as much as I am much more on the side of keeping that, I, the, the problem needs to be acknowledged and emphasized. But if the action is not accompanying that response, as a response, the action's not there, then yeah. it's all just hot air. Hot it's air. It's just run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one. And honestly, this actually makes me think of things like kickstarters. You know what I'm saying? Like we've cha- we've talked so much about how the the accessibility of technology and the sophistication of technology, the the um, price point of technology to make content, right? All this stuff that we're talking about, social media, the media content creation platforms, the kickstarters to back them to make them happen. This is all what drives that change, which is why I love it. Yeah. And for better, I mean. We gotta start somewhere, so you gotta start with your Kickstarter before you get that multi-million-dollar yeah. network.
0: <laughs> and they are now Kickstarter Deal. like now are Kickstarter type companies like that support that not support only just not, um, projects but also projects. Books, books, like films, uh, things like that. I yeah, I mean, so I pulled another article uh, in the show notes. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it, but it was something. It's an article from BuzzFeed, uh, written by um, Mira Jacob. Who's I believe is of Indian American descent, called them. I gave a speech about race to the publishing industry, and no one heard me. And it's basically a um, retelling of her uh, experience with her latest book, um, where she was pretty much told by publishers, by mentors, and everything that her book was too ethnic, even though the characters are all very universal. Um, they were telling her how to, you know, instead of saying Indian American, she should say. East Indian. People were telling her that why why do the characters have to have Indian names? Why not Americanize them and things like that? And then she counters that with um, a story about how when she was doing a reading at a, at a, a book reading, um, she was approached by people of all ethnicity, races, genders about how they even though her characters were obviously of ethnic descent, they still connected with them. They still were, were able to get to the core of the character with, even through ethnicity. So it's basically... Um, and that's
1: what it's for. Yeah. I mean, that's what art's for, is to help you connect to somebody you never connected with before. Yeah. Because we're people. <laughs> this is just... Fun. It's, its I mean, this is very... Contextually, this is just so... I, I can't think of any better word. It's just interesting right now because I've been in Europe the last six days just absorbing eight million different cultures because you know london and paris are two huge multicultural hubs right there's they, so many I, I, people
2: i know london has a really large um muslim and indian population
1: right i mean they have a huge i mean when the the cuisine again you just walk down a street and i think those the restaurants and like where the kind of shops that you have they they're huge reflections of the people that inhabit that space. And both London and Paris have huge tourist populations. I actually heard that Paris's tourist population exceeded its actual population this year. It was like 85 million tourists. And there's only about 60 million people who live in Paris. But it was was crowded. It was dense. But you just see the sea of humanity and you see how many different people there are. I mean, I was just thinking about work because I can't ever not think about work. I think about what collaboration tries to do, or what we do do and what we, who we work with and why that conversation is so important because, yes, why have one, literally in the grand scheme of things, it is a niche group, right? Upper, upper like rich white people, are, they're a niche group in the grand scheme of the world. Why is that the main story that is shared and known and understood compared to all these different stories that are out there? Yeah, you know, it's it baffles yeah. me. And it then, definitely <laughs> provided perspective. There's
0: this really great line from that one article. And if you guys um, do check check it out, it's on BuzzFeed.com by Amira Jacob. Basically, um, I mean this: White Americans can care more than just themselves. They really can. And the rest of us, we are dying to see ourselves anywhere.
1: Yeah, truth. Drop Mike. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no,
2: she has some really good lines here. Like,
0: it's... yeah, man, I'm what? kind of. I haven't read anything like any books in a while but like i'm getting back into reading just like long-form articles and it's there's a lot of really good writers out there yeah,
1: yeah. there are i and uh, uh, that's another thing that i i feel kind of ashamed about was how many bookstores there are just on, on this one street that i walked down in london and how people are sitting around on benches reading books and i'm just i mean trust me i'm not like trying they're to read iPads the and kindles paper books God. what kind of Paper
0: backwards books. country is this
1: that we're in? <laughs> kind of well trust me Flintstone everybody else is on their phone everyone's still on their phone but there's a good number of people who sit around reading books and it just yeah there's, there's a lot that currently is being written and even for many years past these classics quote unquote that I pretended that I read in high school I still need to catch <laughs> up on
0: I feel like I'd rather listen to the books like i want to get no
2: no no, reading reading
0: is a good skill like it's it's definitely something that's
2: you know sometimes it's nice to have a a real physical book in your hand not like not a friggin kindle not an ipad like a
0: real book like there's just something about holding it what about an audiobook does that still count as reading
2: oh no no you might as well listen to a podcast maybe collabcast
1: but this uh. is conversational. Like, this is somebody that went through drafts and got it edited and has coherence, whereas we are jumping all over the place and filling it with ratchet, no, yolo we're, slang. We're, we're...
0: The, what? Only, the only there, ratchet there yolo slang. slang. <laughs>
2: there has been zero slang. There has been zero fleeking here.
0: There's been zero yoloing, zero swagging. I have to
2: it, I'm sorry yeah we 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 skipped the segment that i was about to go into and it was the netflix and chill topic oh
0: i'm so glad we got out of there in time (laughs) 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 but yeah no i mean i think the fact that like it's actually it actually surprised me that viola davis was the first ever woman of color to win that award because i kind of feel like has shouldn't shouldn't it have happened by now like I don't know
2: um, it took the Academy Awards a long time uh, but Halle Berry was the first right Halle Berry was the first uh, African American
0: was she actress
2: too woman yeah, woman. yeah. I think-
1: yeah. Halle Berry
2: was. The- yeah Den- I think Denzel was the first African American period and then Halle Berry yeah. was the first African American woman yes and that's like recent
0: I mean there's been no- yeah it wasn't that long yeah. ago like, like five or six years maybe yeah, yeah. like yeah wow like that I could because so. like, there's been really good, like, African American. I guess not like in the oldness, but like, what, there's that one movie that you love, Minji. Um, guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Like that kind of yeah.
1: Oh my god, such a good movie, such a good movie, and so ahead of its time. Everyone should go watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I mean, they they mm-hmm. hit upon so. It made me cry. There are parts that made me feel so many things about my generation, my parents the whole oh it was so good <laughs> it's so good it's on now, netflix I'm saying, right? because it, on it was netflix? talking it was yeah i think it is and mm. it's talking about interracial marriage but it's talking about interracial marriage when no one no one like barely anybody actually had interracial marriage but no one was definitely making a full scale feature film about it
0: well it was illegal like, for the lost states right like it's it was like yeah. the gay marriage of its day right like certain states can allow certain states didn't it wasn't until like Loving versus, uh, I forgot what the case was, but the Supreme Court ruled that it was legal. That
1: Yeah, and they address it yeah. head on in a very smart, <laughs> relatable way. They're do- they're talking about some real shit. It's it's really well done. They have stellar actors. I mean, that's Sidney Poitier was amazing in that. So I'm like, yeah, he should have gotten an Oscar or definitely been up for one. I don't know who he's competing with, but he was very, very good probably some white boy well again it's just like look at numbers (laughs) how many white male leads there were and how many black male he's probably the only one or like one of very very few right what year was that 1967 wow spencer tracy's in it katherine hepburn anyway that's for me i i still have a lot to learn in terms of context of film like how many films have been made I want to do this giant statistical analysis. I'm sure someone out there has already done it. So if someone can refer me to it, I would un- like to understand. Because they always do that every year. Like how many films have been made by women, men, by age, by region, blah, blah, blah. I want to I wanna know how these are changing. Someone can make a really cool PowerPoint <laughs> <laughs> to sum it all up. Hint, S- Marvin. Someone could if someone has Someone to could. Someone's very good at PowerPoints.
0: I'm Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it, it, was, it was good Emmys.
1: Not to make it all about race though I heard that John Hamm finally got an Emmy.
0: Yeah, but and that was a really big deal. But you know, who got snubbed. Who? Leslie Nope got snubbed. Again, forever. She'll never win an Emmy for that part. Who got that snubbed? Breaks... Amy Poehler.
1: <laughs> Amy Poehler, oh. that breaks my heart. I was really, really, really. Oh, for, for
0: Parks her. and Rec yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Amy Poehler is a goddess.
0: And I know that her. show is over forever, never coming back.
1: She'll get she'll find another way. She totally deserves one. She's a badass and I love her. But John Hamm, I was surprised that that was his first?
3: Yeah, the, the I think the they said 12 nominations. That was his first win.
1: <laughs> Dang. Uh-huh. Well, it
3: was it was his last chance too, right? Like who yeah, it? It was just, yeah, this is the last last uh, season of Mad Men.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was the Best Male Actor. Is that one of those um one of those Was that the category that Was always won by the same person because I remember when um, Two and a Half Men was around, no one else could have ever won that award because it was John Cryer every year, and now it's on what's his face, the guy who plays Sheldon, right? He he wins it every year.
1: Yeah, Sheldon's Uh, won a bunch, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, Sheldon's from Houston too. Yay! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) like he wins over you know Michael Scott, He wins over.
1: I love John Hamm. He's—I mean, I, I don't watch Mad Men. I've seen him in other things. I've seen him in films, and then Unbreakable awesome. Kimmy Schmidt. He's so—I mean, I, he's just a great actor. I, really, that's why I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, how does he? What? He's
0: really good, good at playing him? like the really good-looking a-hole. Right, like that was the character he played He's so in. He's Schmidt like, and Light in Brightness Maze yeah. But yeah, you still
1: here for him, kind I, of. I,
3: I think the, uh, he'd been beaten out the past couple of years by uh, Brian Cranston for Breaking right, Bad. Right, Breaking Bad was uh, the uh, that's another one. Right, break, because Breaking Bad... not that the year swept? They swept multiple years, I think. Yeah. People were yeah, loving Bad was, that show. <laughs>
2: that was, well, now that was it's such a Game a good of show. Thrones,
1: right? Game of Thrones, like, but killed I don't, everybody. I know oh, that sounds Do they win? I've only seen...
2: I've only seen like five
1: episodes of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Well, you, should, you just kept... I mean, there isn't. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched one. That's why everyone gives me crap for. That's why here's the thing. When I get, I've mean, heard this so many times, but once I start something, and if it's good, that means I have to be ready to shut down yeah. my life to just <laughs> binge <laughs> watch. And true. I don't have that option right now.
0: <laughs> you have a very peculiar. You should just. Like, how did you start watching Parks and Rec? has got sick,
1: right? I, I got sick really with the sick. flu at Thanksgiving, so that, and then I went like what oh. two months. So see, like holidays. The holidays are good. So Game of Thrones, fine holiday fun. I'm
0: not sure if you'd like Game <laughs> of Thrones, though. I feel like I feel like it's not your thing.
1: I know. I yeah. kind of had that feeling, but then again, I've changed as a person, so I think I appreciate film and drama on a different level a little bit more now. Yeah. Like how I watched Star Trek, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Finally watched. The movie with Chris Pine and Benedict Yeah, but the new
0: Star Trek, which is kind of different than the older Star Treks. Yeah, we should make her
2: watch, watch some of the old Star Trek. I don't know she'd like it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but who knows? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows how these remakes or whatever build a bridge of appreciation that oh. would never have existed before. But Game of Thrones, I mean, again, I never thought I'd be into, like, Lord of the Rings. I watched the whole – I watched all the movies because I – Including it, The it, Hobbit? I did not watch the Hobbit. I do want to oh, watch it though. It so just heard that it's super long. So, so I j- again, these things kind of deter me.
0: But, but Benedict Those are things. Cumber- Benedict Cumberbatch as the dragon.
1: Yes. Uh, Is
0: come. he? Yeah. He's, yeah, the, he's the voice of, uh, yeah,
1: he's everything.
0: You know, um, speaking of John Hamm, I just like I remember something I heard um before about how Rose Byrne is now becoming like the female version of John Hamm, playing like really she's unlikable she's so pretty girls, right? Like that was yeah, her character she's in so *Bridesmaids*. Good. That was her character in um, *Spy*.
1: Yeah, she's <laughs> so good. The evil pretty uh, girl you love to hate. She's so I like good her at it.
3: *Neighbors* too uh, with Seth Rogen, and Zac Efron.
1: Mm. Oh, I didn't watch that. Wait, which one?
3: one? *Neighbors*, where Zac Efron moves next door to a frat house. Oh yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. I watched
3: oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, Wait, is Zach, it the head, the head, fat boy kind of? It was really, really
2: isn't
1: ridiculous. Isn't that Neighbors Two? Isn't that the thing that um, Aquafina just got cast in?
0: Yes, Yay! really? I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: she announced it. She got cast in Neighbors Two.
0: Awesome, that's
1: cool. Yeah, I'm so excited. That girl's she's killing it. I love it. She's uh, girl code. She's all she she saw her face in Times Square. Sorry, I went on Aquafina <laughs> tangent, but I don't know. It's just really exciting to see. Yeah. No, it's cool. I want to watch Neighbors. Rose Byrne. she's really good. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, there's yeah. so many things to watch.
0: Yeah, lots so of many stuff. Things. If only we had a break coming up, but we don't because we're super busy all the time.
1: Well, you're ditching me to go to Asia in the winter, so yeah, my when we down have a time.
0: break. Oh, where are you going, Marvin? I'm gonna go see my grandparents and see my parents Aww. in Asia. So, what? Like, what
2: city specifically? This was really vague. Uh, <laughs> like, Asia could mean like I'm going Taiwan, to Taiwan, going to China,
0: going to I don't know. It's thinking really... about maybe going to Japan or Korea, maybe if we have time. I don't know. What? Cape
3: Town. k
2: Town isn't <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> k Country. Come on.
3: Hey, hey, Marvin. What time of the year are you going?
0: Um, I'm probably gonna head the week after Star. And then so from November through December I'll probably stay till the New Year's and I head back here. I think oh, that's pray. the absolute longest means you allow me to be out of the country.
1: I he didn't even clear it with me, he just did it. <laughs> when did when did you get such such gall? No, I don't really. know. I made the decision
0: <laughs> I made the decision while you're gone in Paris. So because I'm well, in charge you, now. You
1: know that we're gonna be emailing and chatting anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. We have well, a perpetual work-from-home situation going
0: ugh. on. Well, when I'm in China, I'll be behind the Great Firewall. So,
1: oh, bye-bye.
3: Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I, if, if, the, if the timing works out right, I'm going to be in Korea in November. So. Oh, wow. Maybe. That'd be cool. We could do with a, Korean, a Korean cast. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to go. That was, that's my goal, too. I want to go to see my grandparents as well, my grandma.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, for the record,
0: I also really want to go to Korea. Let's all go. Let's all go. Let's make a trip. Yeah. Let's do it. Now we have to because it's been on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the podcast, it's the end of the podcast. <laughs> that was terrible. I apologize. Okay, We're going to redo that. That ending. sounded way more cool in my head. Thanks so much for joining us from all of your respective areas. Aaron from Houston, Aaron from Seattle, and Minji from London town.
1: London. I have to go get in a in a cab to head to the airport in yeah. forty five minutes.
0: We'll see. You.
2: Are you going to call one for like Halo or that other app?
1: I will use no apps because the doorman fetches the cab or. Hails There's this thing the
0: called a whistle.
2: Oh. Just... Have, have you used it? Have you used the UK Uber apps yet? When you were there, or no, you didn't. I
1: Choose? have not. Choose? Actually, oh. we used it in. Uh, my friend used it in Paris.
2: Because so. the big ones are is what halo and get i don't know how popular they are still but i know uber is trying to cram
1: well i'm sure that i heard the stories about how much the parisian cabbies hate uber like it's just Uh, a giant thing and a total side note i heard that cabbies in london or in the uk they go through intensive training you have to get trained for i think two or three years or something to be a cab driver
0: well yeah, because they're driving on the right side of the road the whole time. Like how, how do you Well, like, <laughs> Here drive like to that? them,
1: it's the right side of the road. Not literally, but it is correct side of the road. So it is Whatever. the right side. It's actually the left side.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right anyway, hand drive. That's
1: that's okay. You right oh, hand wait. drive on the left side of the street.
0: Oh. I'm cutting oh. this off. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining. Uh, we'll see you next week when Minji is back in the States.
1: All right, Peace. Thanks out, guys. Bye
0: guys.
3: Hey. Thanks for having us.
0: All right.